Welcome to the SI Farmer Podcast, where we talk marketing, marketing tactics, business strategy, all with an ag focus. Look, when we decided to launch our farm marketing community, SIFarmer.com, we looked at a lot of stats. We looked at a lot of, you know, a lot of information out there. We talked to a lot of small farmers. We are small farmers. And we, we didn't see a lot of people giving great advice. There's not bad advice, but there's not great advice out there coming from people who are in the industry doing really successful work. So we decided to get into this and look at the good things that are happening. I know I know when we go out there and look at the stats, there's a lot of depressing numbers out there, and there's a lot of sad stories, but there's a lot of opportunity as well. And so let's get into this. I have a love-hate relationship with marketing. Really? I've got to do what? All I want to do is farm. Welcome to the SI Farmer Podcast. If you want to market your farm, farm-based business, or craft food business directly to the consumer, this is the place for you. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm John, your host, and I'm a small farmer. I run a small cattle ranch as well as a commercial forage production farm where we bale five, 600 acres of hay a year, sometimes more, sometimes less. But I got into this asking a simple question and it served me well my entire career before I was a small farmer for the past 20 years my main gig has been as a marketing consultant and I work with multi-billion dollar companies global brands some of the largest events in the world uh, advising them on how to leverage brand to build community how to connect with consumers with one goal make more money well, we as small farmers, we need a lot of that same advice now, more than ever. The small farmer out there, we're, we're struggling sometimes. So, you know, I, I kind of tell you, I ask a question, kind of common question. It's really simple, but it served me really well. Now, I, I'll tell you a little story. I don't know, about 15 years ago, I was a little baby junior partner at a media and marketing firm. We were a privately held firm. And we got invited, I say we, the company got invited to a presentation to a multi-billion dollar global entity. And so, you know, I probably shouldn't have even been invited because I was such a junior guy at the company, but I was invited. I had some, uh, some inside knowledge. So, you know, they invited me. So we go into the meeting, you know, and this is the meeting where, you know, senior executive, vice president, super guy in his power suit and his entourage show up and you go sit in a big fancy boardroom and you're talking to these guys. And my business partners open the meeting up, telling them what he should be doing and what they could do to solve, you know, what they could do to make him better. And I sat there and I didn't say anything because I'd never been in a meeting that big. And, you know, what do I know? So we sit there and we're talking. And I say we sit there and we're talking. They sit there and they're talking. And I haven't said a word at this point. And the meeting goes on and senior executive, vice president, super guy looks at me. I hadn't said a word all the time. And he looks at me and says, what are you selling? And I took a pause. I looked at him. I said nothing. Nope, not selling a thing. Well, Senior partners looked at me like, wow, man, they need to take me out behind the barn. But told senior executive vice president, super guy, who turned out to be a pleasant guy, don't get me wrong. I said, here's what I, here's what I do. 
Here's what I know really well. And wait for it. This is the big question. It's kind of crazy that this is successful, but how can I help? Yep, that's it. So I asked him, how can I help? What is your challenge that you're trying to solve? Let me see if I can try to help. Well, again, my partners are just staring at me. And all of a sudden, this conversation starts. And man, it's cool. They're asking me questions and we're talking and they invite us out to dinner. And at the end of it all, he says, here's my challenge. Go solve it. He gave me a little pile of money. I went out 30 days later. I came back and said, yep, got it done. Tested it. Works. Still working. But the question is so important. And I asked him, how can I help? And I helped him. Because if there's one thing I've learned in my trips around the sun is senior executive vice president super guys do not like to look bad to their bosses. And if you can solve one of their problems, make them look good to their bosses, man, you're a rock star. But it's such a simple question. And in return for me asking him if he could help me, he paid my company at the time, paid them to do the work. So he helped us. I helped him. He helped us. Hey, what a, what a concept. But when we think about that same question and we ask it of our friends and our families and our neighbors and our coworkers, man, the world's a better place. You know, so when I got into farming, I didn't know anything. Truth is, I, I'm not sure I still, I'm not sure I know anything now. But man, I could ask a lot of questions. I'm, I'm sure my friends and neighbors got tired. Man, they'd see me walking up and they'd go, oh, dear Lord, here comes the guy. He's going to have a million questions. It's like dealing with a three-year-old. How do you do this? Why do you do that? But I asked a lot of questions. And they were so kind and so generous to help me become better. And so I started looking for a way, how can I help them? Yeah, I can loan out some equipment or send one of my guys over there to help them do a job or I can drive a tractor for them or do anything like that. But you know what? They know so much more than me. I can't help them in any substantive way. But I looked at the community as a whole and I looked at what my background is that's different from most Someday I'll get into this with you, but I had a really, really wild ride of a background in, in marketing. But I looked at what I do well, and I asked myself, what can I do for the community as a whole? What can I do to help? And so we decided to launch this and focus on helping farmers solve some of the biggest problems that they have, which is, how do we generate more revenue? How do we connect with our customers better, more efficiently? Because you farm, you know you don't have a lot of extra time in your day. You may be working another job just to be able to have the luxury of farming. But we got into this to solve that problem, and I think we can. But I'll get back on the, you know, there's a lot of depressing stats out there, and there's a lot of disheartening stories families working two jobs to be able to farm to to save the farm i mean they're working two jobs to be able to eat and to 
pay the farm notes or pay the taxes. Government regulations getting insane. And I don't want to debate whether these regulations are for the 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 better or the worse. I don't want to get into that debate in this in this podcast. But they don't do a great job of explaining what these regulations are and how they impact us. So we get out there as farmers and we hope we're doing it right. I don't know any farmer who goes out there to destroy the land. It's not who we are. But when we go at work and we're doing our best and we know there's somebody looking over our shoulder saying, well, you did it wrong. You didn't do it this way. We're going to punish you or there's a penalty for that causes stress and you know when you have both 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 adults in the in the farm working you don't have young people coming in farming populations getting older we're getting older technology is scary to a lot of people and i understand that but it causes stress and one of the most depressing stats, and I just want to take a moment on this. It's such a, such a serious topic that I don't, I do not want to, I don't want to make light of it, and I don't want to just mention it and then move on because it is an extremely sensitive topic. But, and I'm going to put a, a web address and a telephone number up here and say, if this can help you, please ask for help. It's important, and there's no shame in asking for help. And that's the, the agricultural suicide rate. We're in the top five percent of or the top five of all industries in suicide rate because of a lot of those stressors. But it, it, like I said, I don't want to dwell on that. It's a depressing stat. And, and I hope that if you need help, you are able to get help. And maybe I would like to do a whole show on that at some point because it is such a serious topic. And I think in a lot of cases, asking, you know, my patented super secret question, how can I help, can help. So, you know, I see all these depressing stats and these depressing stories out there. But when I look at it in the business world, are we going to get rich and be multimillionaires and fly around in private jets? No, probably not going to happen. Can it happen? Sure, sure. Is it going to happen? Is it likely to happen? No. But most of us who farm did not get into farming to be rich. We want to be able to run a business that we enjoy, doing something we're passionate about, and do it in a way that we don't have to work two jobs to be able to do it. Look, we as a country, United States of America, we need farmers. Simple as that. We need them. I would, I would like to be included in there. We need us, but we need us to be able to produce food. I mean, I think the country as a whole saw during COVID that, man, food shortages could be real. I think when you saw the, the beef packers all got COVID, all of a sudden, there's a shortage of beef. Man, we're known the world over for cattle. There's a shortage of beef. The American public goes whoa, this could be real. This doesn't happen in America. This happens in other countries. But we learned this. 
Well, that's an opportunity for the small farmer. And I'll just use that as an example, though it's not certainly not the only one. You know, if it, it, I told you, we, we, we run a small cattle ranch. So if I take some calves down, calves down to the auction, probably going to be a broker there who's going to buy those calves, sell them to a backgrounder, that backgrounder's, He's going to raise them for a while. He's going to sell them to a feedlot. Feedlot's going to sell them to the processor. The processor's going to sell them to the distributor, and the distributor's going to sell them to the grocery store before the consumer ever gets to buy a steak. That's a big, that's a long supply chain. And everybody in that supply chain makes money. As well, they should. They should be making some money off that. But for the small farmer, there's an opportunity to go from the farmer. To the consumer and cut out all those middlemen. Look, we know input costs have gone through the roof. Uh, my diesel bill, well, you know, it, it gives you pause when you see that diesel bill come in. Fertilizer costs, you know, back to one of the stressors they talk about. One of the things that farmers are struggling with is being resilient against a global community. Well, used to think, well, the global community doesn't impact us here. But you know what? It does. War, you know, war broke out in the Ukraine. Fertilizer prices go through the roof because it's where a lot of the potash comes from. So, you know, there are opportunities there in the food chain to do some cool things. I mean, here's a woman. Her name is Liz Morin Stelk. Illinois Stewardship Alliance Executive Director. She had an interesting quote, and this was, I think she did this, gave this quote during the, during the pandemic, but people are looking for reliable, local food, shorter supply chains, and literally fewer people touching the food as it goes through the supply chain. That's us. That's a local farmer. You know, one of the things that I like to help people with is reframing ideas. Man, I just mentioned a, a minute ago, diesel prices. If you farm and run equipment, and you know diesel has become a serious cost. Well, how do we reframe that and look at that in a positive way? If I'm a cattle rancher and I'm able to sell direct to the consumer, my competitors are spending a ton on diesel fuel. Calves have to be driven to the auction. Auction's got to be, you know, they get sold at auction. They have to be driven to the backgrounder. The backgrounder's got to drive them to the feedlot, feedlot to the, you know, to the processor, the processor to the distributor, distributor to each one at every little grocery store. That's a lot of diesel fuel. Gives me a competitive advantage. I think another thing that we should talk on in opportunities coming in is high-speed internet. I talk to a lot of farmers who don't even know they need it. And I'm, I'm here to tell you they do. They deserve it and they need it. Information is a critical factor in helping farmers succeed. You got to have it. 
and we should be demanding it. Well, there's been taxes to help pay for it going on for years, but it doesn't seem to happen. And I know you'll get some people out there that will talk about the last mile problem. And if you don't know what the last mile is, it's it's fairly inexpensive to get fast internet from, say, Atlanta to Chicago. You're on one pipe. From Atlanta to Chicago, it's pretty expensive. But you know what? To get it there is easy. What's difficult is once it gets to Chicago, getting high-speed internet distributed to every single individual house. Now, think about that cost multiplied because if I want to run to a, 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 a big building, an apartment building in Chicago, well, I run run cable, split it off, and there's 22, 20, whatever, 100 apartments right there. You run up through the plenum of the building, and, and you're good to go. But when you talk about running internet to the local farmer, that's a long way to run one cable for one person. It's not profitable for the internet companies. This is where, this is one of those rare times that you'll ever hear me say this. This is a good place for the government to step in and help. It's one of the things that they do well. One of the rare things they do well. But they do it well. Let's help make information and access to high-speed data a reality for small farmers. There's an opportunity out there. Once you have data, now you can compete. I mean, before, if you wanted to have an online presence and manage an online store, you had to be in a major city because you needed a lot of bandwidth to move video and graphics and all of these things that it takes to run a web server around. You had to be somewhere where you could get low-cost access to high-speed data. Now, if we can get if we can get farmers internet service, man, yeehaw, we're there. I mean, I've been in the media business for a long time, and I had to run fiber optic out here to my farm. Yeah. But that's just another area where there's an opportunity as we get those things. There's an opportunity out there to run better businesses, to communicate with consumers better. Look, there's platforms out there, huge platforms. We all know them, the Facebooks and the Googles. and the, oh, There's hundreds of them that desperately want us to list our business information accurately on their services. This is free. And when we do it, they get to, they get to distribute accurate information. That's their entire business model is distributing accurate information. They want us to do this. They give it to us for free. When we start taking advantage of those things in a strategic and smart way, we win. They win too, but we win. So, you know, there's a lot of opportunities out there looking across all of the different sectors in agriculture. We just have to apply a little thought. Is there some hard work? Yeah. I mean, if you're afraid of hard work, you probably didn't get into farming to begin with. But by working smart, we can we can succeed. So, you know, with that, 
I'm going to make this one a little short. We're going to jump off here. I think we, we've kind of set up what we're going to do. We're going to be launching a new podcast every Monday. First one will be coming out October 31st. We'll be launching a new podcast every Monday talking about different topics in marketing specifically for small farms. So, you know, I'm your host, John. Good luck. God bless. And we'll see you in the next one.